for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everything. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 30 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alls Burkhart. You hear that? There's nobody else here with me. It's a sad day in the Blue Harvest world. Will Witten, my consummate host and best friend, well, we had a little bit of a falling out. Uh, he said uh, light beer was less filling I said it tasted great and it led into a full down UFC brawl in the middle of my living room no I'm just joking man this is fucking awkward oh man I'm pretty sure this is the episode where Blue Harvest jumps the shark Um, so really what's going on is Will has taken a trip up to Baltimore to spend a week or so with his dad so in the interest of consistency and getting an episode out this week I'm flying solo Hall solo. Bum bum ba dum. So yeah, for the next uh, little while, this may not be the uh, you know the typical length of one of our episodes, but I wanted to get a get one out. There's a few things I wanted to talk about this week, but um, this is pretty much me right now. All by myself. And I think this will be an interesting experiment because uh, Will is here, or is not here rather, to temper my uh, my passion and my excitement and sometimes my anger about some things that go on uh, in the Star Wars universe or fandom. So uh, I'm pretty sure this may be the episode that really rubs some people the wrong way. I hope not. I hope all you guys that are listeners continue to listen to the the show after this uh i promise you next week we'll be back to the status quo oh oh wait a second next week our very next show will be what i assume will be the first of a two-parter force awakens reaction show that's right as of the posting of this show we're less than a week from the release of star wars episode seven i can't fucking believe it 
it's uh, it's something I never thought would happen. And uh, the closer we get, I still it still hasn't really sunk in. I don't know that it will until I'm sitting in that theater with a group of my buddies and family, and the fucking a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away pops up. I think that's when it'll really hit me. Um, but yeah, we're so close. I, I, I hope, I hope that uh, all this uh, anticipation and excitement pays off. I have a feeling it will. They'd really have to screw it up for uh, for me to not like it. And, and something tells me that I would have a sense of that from the trailers and the behind-the-scenes footage and stuff. And personally, I've, I've reacted really positively to all that stuff, um, but I would. I'm biased. Well, before we get into the information this week, how about I give out our information? If you guys have Facebook, please like us on Facebook. You could do that at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. If you have Twitter, follow us on Twitter. We'll get in a conversation with you. It's a good old time. I'll crack some jokes that aren't funny, but I think they are. And you, you'll awkwardly like my tweet because, you know, this dude's trying at least. Might as well. I mean, I don't want to be a dick and just ignore this unfunny joke. <clears throat> but you can do that at Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter. And if you have any questions or comments, critiques or praises, you can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. But really, really what we could really use your help with are iTunes reviews. Um, I don't know if you know how this works, but the more reviews we have, the higher we show up in the list when people just search Star Wars or, you know, what have you. And uh, we'd like some more listeners. And uh, coming up here in the next week or so, I have a feeling that more people are going to be seeking out Star Wars podcasts than would normally. So, you know, help us be part of that group and, and you know, get a little more attention. Uh, so please rate us and review us on iTunes. Now that that's out of the way, um, we actually have a question this week from our buddy Evan. Um, and it's an excellent question. And I would have saved this until next week. Um, when Will was back, because I think it's best when, you know, we can, you know, Will and I are the same in a lot of ways with our opinions on Star Wars, but I, I think if you've listened to the show, we also have some, you know, some differences. Um, and I, I like hearing, you know, getting both sides of that. But the problem, and it's not even a problem, really, um, with this question, is that uh, I'm pretty sure we'll have an answer for this in, in less than a week. So, you know, why not go ahead and cover it now before we've got a definitive answer? This is what our buddy has to say. And once again, Evan, thanks for writing in, man. Thanks for taking the time to write in. You know, uh, you know, some weeks we have more stuff to cover than not, and, and it's really nice on the weeks when we don't have stuff to cover um, to have a question to go to. It helps us fill out some time and have a good time, and you always write in really good questions. So we appreciate it, buddy. And this is what he has to say. So we know Finn was a stormtrooper, which means at one point he most likely killed good people at some point in time if he was raised from a young age. Do you think this is this possible past of gunning down innocent people will be something Finn heavily struggles with in The Force Awakens if it's the case? Thanks, guys, Evan. You know, I think um, I think there's two ways they could go about it. Finn, um, he's a career-long stormtrooper. I mean, you know, the actor who plays him, John Boyega, is like 23. 
So, you know, you got to imagine that he's going to be playing a character around the same age in the movie, right? How early do stormtroopers go into active duty? Is, Is the mission that causes Finn to defect from the first order and join the resistance. Um, Is that the first mission he's ever been on? Um, I mean, they could go that way. That could be the case. Although I think the more interesting way um, and more, you know, uh, a stronger character background is that he has been a stormtrooper and he has done some things that make him, a kind of a bastard in his past. You know what I mean? Like uh, Han Solo was a smuggler. And and from what I understand, basically a drug smuggler. So Han Solo was kind of a bastard in his past, you know? And I think that sort of gray area duality of character makes for a stronger character than just, oh, this guy's a stormtrooper, but it's his first mission. And uh, he doesn't like what's going on. So he says, fuck that. Um, and honestly, I don't know that they'll go that way. It seems to me from the information we've gotten um, from official sources and stuff that Finn was raised as a stormtrooper. Um, and that's the only life he's known as is a life under the rule of the First Order being trained for a very specific purpose. So, um, you know, I, I really like the idea of him having been on some missions where, yeah, he did the wrong thing but he was raised he thought he was doing the right right thing and it'll be really interesting to me to see what exactly it is in this new movie um that causes him what's what's the straw that breaks the camel's back what is it that makes him say fuck this i can't do this anymore this is wrong i got to i got to get out of here is it um you know the all outright slaughter of some innocent people I think there's a clue in that bloody handprint on his helmet that we've seen in the trailers and now in a leaked uh, black series and six or not six and 3.75 figure, which I'll get to in a second. We'll, we'll definitely do wheel. I will definitely do a little Steve Cobra's favorite segment. But anyway, I, I don't know that that like it's just that handprint. Oh, I got a handprint on my fucking helmet. I'm going to, leave the first order. I'm not saying that, but I think that has something to do with it. The the conflict that caused that, the events that led up to him getting that bloody handprint on his helmet. I think I think it's a a visual representation of what he's seen or maybe even done in um you know, in what is more than likely the the earlier moments of the movie. Um, I don't think we're going to have Finn being a stormtrooper through half the movie and then defecting. I think that's sort of, um, you know, one of the earlier things that sort of gets the story going. If if you guys see what I'm saying, man, this is fucking awkward. It's just me talking. My my cat Walter is sitting here on the table with, uh, with me, just looking at me like, dude, this is fucking pathetic. I can see it in his eyes. He's judging me. Judgmental ass cat, man. But <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, I think if Finn has killed innocence, if he has done the First Order's bidding without question up until this point, then absolutely it's got to be something he struggles with. You know, I think uh, you would be missing out on a, a great opportunity to build the character and, and make him more interesting by giving him 
that internal struggle. I think it's almost a necessity. Like I said, you know, they could circumvent that. And there's always the possibility that they want him to be, you know, the squeaky clean hero character. And, and just, like I said, have this be his first mission that he's ever been on. I honestly don't think that's the case. I don't know that we're going to, to get, uh, you know, just with today's trends and filmmaking and everything, I don't know that we're going to get the 100% white knight, squeaky clean, you know, clean conscience, clean background character. Uh, if we do have that in this movie, I think it's more likely to be Ray um, than Finn, you know. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. <clears throat> I just, um, I don't know. I really like the idea of him having done some pretty awful shit in his past and having to deal with that. Like just because you've, you've gone over to the good side doesn't erase your past. Um, and you know, I think that's, that's something that they could explore sort of, you know, what do you have to do to make what you've done in the past? Right. You know what I mean? Um, personal accountability for your past actions, not just glossing over it by saying, all right, I'm a good guy now. Like, uh, will that be what really motivates Finn? Will, will we see him in this trilogy really powered and, and motivated by the guilt he has over what he's done? Or will he, and, and you know, eventually will he come to terms with that and be able to let his past go and just continue on, you know, his path as a good guy, maybe a Jedi, maybe, I mean, that motherfucker does use a lightsaber now, doesn't he? But like I said, that's just, um, my thoughts on it. I wish Will was here, man, to, to weigh in on with this. I know he would have something really cool to say, but you know, he's, he's visiting his dad. He needed a vacation. I'm the insane one that was like, well, fuck it. I'll record an episode by myself. Um, so let's move on a little bit. How you guys been doing this week? I know um, I know this is the part where I normally ask Will how his week's been going. If he's been cooking up any fucking tasty dishes at his, uh, his job. But uh, it's just me. So I thought maybe I'd tell you how, what I've been up to lately. Um, been playing a lot of Battlefront. That's what I've been doing, guys. Been playing Battlefront. Been reading um, the less spoilerly, spoilerly, spoilery news on Twitter and the internet. Although, uh, there was an interesting spoiler that was let out, um, from the official star Wars Twitter account of all places. And I'll discuss that in a little bit. I won't go into great detail in case anybody out there doesn't want to know the details. I'll just sort of discuss what happened and, and how interesting it is that of all places, the official star Wars Twitter account let a little bit of a spoiler out. Um, but, uh, yeah, just been playing Battlefront, man. I'm up to rank 40 now. Got my <clears throat> Scout Trooper armor for the Imperial side. And got my Celestin Neonum head for the Rebel side. And I'm real stoked on that, man. Uh, I mean, sorry. It just having to carry this, uh, this whole thing by myself. My throat's getting dry, guys. you have to excuse me for that. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying Battlefront. I got to say, I know it's getting its hate out there, but I, you know what? I, I say that, but I'm also seeing, um, a lot of support for it, which is nice. Um, is it the perfect Star Wars game? No, definitely not. I don't know that, uh, we'll ever get 
what I would consider at least to be the perfect Star Wars game. Every game has its flaws. And, you know, um, you can just hope for as close to perfect as possible. And I think for the first Battlefront, uh, you know, release in several years and the first one under EA, I got to say, I mean, personally, I think they did a pretty kick-ass job. I mean, obviously, I've been, I'm enjoying it. I've put a lot of time into it. And I'm already at like level, like I said, rank 40 and we're like, what, two weeks, three weeks since the release, maybe. So <laughs> clearly I'm enjoying putting some time into it. Uh, we had a really, really fun night uh, the other night. I guess it was Friday night. Yeah, it had to be Friday night. Maybe it was Saturday. Man, I can't even remember. But uh, once again, we got on some some Battlefront with... Uh, I was on there with Will and my brother-in-law, Goose, who finally picked up the game. He's been balls deep in some Fallout 4. Uh, I'm pretty sure I may be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he's already been through Fallout 4 three times. Because he, he you know, this dude, my, my brother-in-law, Goose, gets insane on some Fallout. He feels about Fallout how I feel about Mass Effect. Um, and, and like, he's been on it, man. In fact, last night when we were playing some Battlefront, he was telling me he was only one achievement away from completely completing the game as far as like getting every single achievement in the game, which is impressive. Those, those are big games. And sometimes those achievements can be real hard to, to track down. <clears throat> um, but anyway, back to Battlefront, we were in a, a party. Uh, it was me, Will Goose, Johnny Grasso. Uh, our buddy Vader Nick and uh, his son Jordan and man did we have a good ass time I can't tell you how fun it is having a, a group of like-minded dudes playing a game together and and honestly I know I said it last week but I wonder if people that are are having some issues with Battlefront just are playing by themselves maybe they don't have the right group of people to play with because I'll say this, I, I enjoy playing Battlefront by myself, but if I'm playing by myself, I may play, you know, three or four rounds of any game mode and then watch some TV or or do something else. But if there's, you know, a group of dudes playing with me, if we've got an, a good group together, man, I can go on for hours. And we did. Uh, we started off in a little Heroes versus Villains, and man... Uh, Vader Nick's son Jordan held our team together. He was the glue. I mean, it's it's impressive seeing um, you know, these kids that have got the the true video game skills. You know, not that I'm bad at, at Battlefront, not that any of my friends are Battlefront, but I mean, this kid was he was Battlefront pro, let me tell you. Like we were playing Heroes versus Villains and he's just calling it out. Vader's over here, got him. Boba Fett's over here, got him. I don't think we lost a single game of heroes versus villains the whole time we played that game mode and uh, i'm just gonna go ahead and say jordan buddy if you're listening with your dad you're the mvp of um of heroes versus villains and man it was it was a little awkward for me at first because you know we get in the party and and vader nick is like hey this is my son jordan uh and don't worry about having to censor yourself guys you know he's heard it all you know um, and this, he's not a super young kid. I think he's like 12 or 13, I believe is what they were saying. But even still, man, I was, uh, I was, I was censoring myself at first having to say darn and heck and, and things like that. But you know, eventually 
I turned into my fucking foul mouth, sailor mouth self and just started cussing around a kid. I ain't got no goddamn sense. But man, uh, it was such good dudes and such. Uh, we just, uh, you know, Will and Goose both had to uh, dip out because they had to work the next day. So it was just me and Johnny and Nick and his son. And I, I got to say, we played until like 2.30 or 3 um, in the morning. And it was just such a good time. I just talked my head off about Star Wars, laughed my head off. And and what I really liked is you had four different opinions. Everybody, because, you know, Johnny was asking some questions like, who's your favorite prequel character? Who's your favorite, you know, original trilogy character, et cetera, et cetera. And none of us really had the same answers, but it wasn't like, oh, you like Yoda best? You're fucking stupid. We're not going to say that each to, to each other because you know what? We A, we respect each other like you should respect a fellow human being. Um, B, we're Star Wars fans. Like, not everybody's going to be the same. Yeah, my favorite character is Boba Fett, but nobody in the, the party was like, well, you're fucking stupid. Boba Fett is dumb, you know? Uh, it was just really nice, man. Uh, I really had a good time playing with those dudes. Uh, after we got done with um, Heroes versus Villains, we we jumped into Walker Assault, and I don't know how many games of that we played in a row. We stayed in that playlist until we all went our separate ways. And uh, I want to talk about real quick. Oh, there was one really cool moment. We were playing as the Rebels, and um, we were um, not doing so hot. I would say, uh, you know, we were on our last uplink, and the AT-ATs, they didn't have much damage. It wasn't looking good for us. Luckily, though, uh, Johnny Grasso and I both got in snow speeders. Now, you're talking, this is, the I wouldn't say it's necessarily the hardest thing to do in the game, but to wrap up both AT-ATs to win the game when they have that much health, it's it's sort of like, you know, draining a three as the the buzzer... uh, I'm terrible at sports analogies. Right at the end of the game, you throw a three. It's in there. It goes in. Ah, you won by two points. You know what I mean? Somebody out there has better sports knowledge than me, and hopefully I'm getting my point across. I'm probably fucking not, though. Man, I I don't know. I'm sitting here staring at a a cat and, and, and looking out my window, just babbling about Star Wars to myself, like your drunk uncle that sits in the living room at Thanksgiving and just babbles to himself about politics and other bullshit except it's me it's drunk uncle star wars here on blue harvest but anyway johnny and i both managed to get in snow speeders and right at the last second boom both of us uh fucking wrapped up our snow speeder or our snow speeders our, our respective ATATs, brought them down saved the day and and let this be a lesson for you if, if you guys follow johnny grasso on twitter you'll notice he sort of talks a little shit about himself and his battlefront skills, but don't let that motherfucker fool you. He knows how to pilot a, a T-47 airspeeder. I know that much. If you need someone to take down an AT-AT at the last second and save the day, call Mr. Grasso. <clears throat> uh, and then, uh, let's see, what else have I been doing uh, Star related to Star Wars? Uh, well, uh, last Friday, um, my fiance, Jesse, she was supposed to work a double at her job and I got up, I was off on Friday. So I got up, uh, while she was getting ready for work and was just hanging out with her and she got a call from her job saying 
They actually didn't need her to come in. They had too many people uh, scheduled. So if she wanted, she could just skip the morning shift and just come in in the evening. So we had a surprise afternoon together. And we decided to go to the Galleria, which is the giant mall here in Birmingham, and do a little Christmas shopping. You know, finish up the last couple of things we were looking for for Christmas gifts and stuff. Well, this was of interest to me because uh, the Galleria is one of the few places here in town I know that still has what somewhat resembles uh, an arcade. Man, I don't know if you guys listening, uh, if any of you are too young to remember this, but man, when I was a kid, arcades were the jam. Man, we had one in Columbus, Mississippi, where I grew up called Diamond Gems, and it was right behind where my mom and dad worked, and every now and then I could convince them to give me a couple bucks to go over there, get some tokens, and just play some some arcade games. Eventually, they moved Diamond Gems to the mall across from the movie theater, and I still, to this day, remember I was standing in line, and I want to say it was for maybe one of the Batman movies, maybe Batman Returns or Batman Forever. I can't remember the timeline. I don't remember the movie, but I remember standing in line and um, to get into the movie and just looking in at Diamond Gems, and there's two dudes flipping their shit over this fighting game that I've never seen before, and I'm sitting there watching them play this and i see a dude and he's got like a metal plate over his eye he looks a little bit like the terminator with the beard and he's fucking shooting lasers out of his eye and then at the end when he beat his opponent he reached into this motherfucker's chest and ripped out his heart i'm talking about mortal Kombat. i remember the first time i saw a mortal Kombat machine at an arcade and it blew my mind and and you couldn't get me away from it i was mortal Kombat obsessed and then disappointed that uh, you know the console port ports weren't as great as the arcade but they were still fun and i still played the fuck out of them but anyway i I was really interested in going to this um this arcade in the galleria because they have star wars battle pods which is the newest most high-tech um you know star wars arcade game that's out there and i've really wanted to be play or really wanted to be i've really wanted to play it for a little while now there's just not been one anywhere close and uh, this place, Bumper Nets, uh, put one in. So <sighs> away we went. And the first place we stopped was at the arcade. And I got to give uh, Battle Pods a try. Um, Not necessarily my favorite Star Wars arcade game ever. It was cool. I'm not going to take anything away from it. It's very reminiscent of the um, the older Star Wars arcade game which I'm sure many of you've played where it's got like, you know, the Hoth mission and the Death Star, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a little updated. Um, there were, let me see, how many levels were there? Uh, I played all the levels. There was, um, you know, you start off with your typical Death Star attack run. Then you do a Hoth mission. Then you do a speeder bike mission on Endor. Then um, the Battle of Endor you know, going in and trying to blow up the second Death Star. And then the fifth mission, which to me is is probably the highlight of the whole thing, is called Vader's Revenge. And it's a sort of a what-if story, and it takes place right after the destruction of the first Death Star. So you're playing as Vader and as TIE Advance, and you're basically hunting down the Millennium Falcon uh, through this mission. And it's really cool. Um, graphically, you know... 
maybe I should have played this before I played Battlefront because hate on Battlefront as much as you want. The graphics are top-notch, top-tier, I feel. It looks great. Um, and this definitely doesn't have that level of graphics. But as an experience, as an arcade game, it was pretty solid. Now, the one I played isn't the cool one that's an actual pod where you, you go in and it sort of wraps all around you. This was more of a, and I'm pretty sure it's it's the cheaper version of the game. It's one where you sort of just, um, you know, it's you sit in a, a flight seat and you've got your two controls in front of you and then just a nice big screen. Um, so I think some of the the bells and whistle that comes in the the full battle pod game, I think those were probably missing from this version. But I enjoyed my my time myself. Spent like five bucks playing all the levels and was on my way. Um, I gotta say, so we were at the mall and we had a, a couple of specific stores we were stopping at for gifts for other people. But I kept having to make detours because just passing every store. There's Star Wars stuff, man. I mean, I mean, it's to be expected where, you know, less than a week or, you know, like two weeks at that time away from the release of one of the most anticipated movies ever. Of course, there's going to be a ton of merchandise, but I just couldn't get over. Like, it seemed like every store I looked in, there's something Star Wars. And, of course, I had to stop and check it out and saw a lot of cool shit, man. Like, um, uh, I mean... And then just weird stuff that you wouldn't expect to see Star Wars at. Like Build-A-Bear, that place in the mall where they go and charge you 75 bucks to stuff your own fucking bear and dress it up in a costume and shit. All kinds of Star Wars stuff, man. Costumes and specific Star Wars bears and sound chips you could put in them. And normally, like, you know, Build-A-Bear is not for me. I don't look at Build-A-Bear and go, man, I gotta get in there and build a fucking stuffed bear. I'm gonna cuddle that fucking bear so tight tonight. Me and my Build-A-Bear. To the end of time. But, you know, you throw slap a fucking Star Wars logo on it, have a stuffed Chewie in there. Goddamn, if I'm not going to go in there and check it out and be like, I don't know, maybe I want a stuffed Chewie. I'll cuddle the fuck out of that stuffed Chewie. <clears throat> Man. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's just cool seeing Star Wars literally everywhere. Uh, the downside to that is, you know, as as excited as I am, about Star Wars being everywhere, there's going to be the people that are fucking just tired of seeing Star Wars everywhere. So there will be a backlash. Just go ahead and prepare yourselves for that. If you're the kind uh, that gets a little sensitive when people talk shit about Star Wars like me, not like I'm going to go cry in my room about it, but, you know, Star Wars is my thing. I'll, I'll defend it. Uh, you know, when people get a little too crazy taking it down or talking shit about it, uh, just Prepare yourselves. It's coming. There's going to be reporters that don't want to review uh, the Star Wars, uh, the new Star Wars movie. And for that very fact alone, they're going to give it a, a less than glowing review. Even if across the board, you know, it's got a great, uh, you know, overall review score. There's going to be those people that just want to be dicks. There's people out there, and I'm sure you people, uh, you know, our listeners have noticed this, that just strive on being dicks. And and taking people down a notch. I don't know. I mean, and I guess this has always been a thing, but it just seems to be something that's getting under my skin a little more lately. Like everybody, not everybody, the people that try too hard to be cool really just fucking twist my nips, man. I I can't do it, man. Like 
I, look, it's being cool is nice. Having people think you're cool, sure, that's a great feeling. But trying too hard to be cool, you just end up looking sad and desperate. And like, there's those people out there that no matter what, their opinion is 100% right. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you're stupid for your opinion. Um, are you guys familiar with this site, Badass Digest? They're like a movie news site. They've got a reporter, or I guess the guy that runs it. I don't fucking know. He's a fucking hipster. His name is Devin, and he put out a real shitty tweet probably a month or two ago that was like, uh, well, in my opinion, the prequels are not good movies. Okay, that's fine. But then he has to throw in, and I don't respect anybody that thinks they are. Now, I'm paraphrasing the tweet, but that's the fucking gist of what he said. Basically, just being a dick to be a dick. Just trying to be cooler than everyone else. Get off your fucking high horse, okay? You're not being original saying that the prequels are bad. That's an opinion many people have. You're not being fucking you're you're not going to tell me anything about the prequels that you have a problem with that's going to change my mind or that I haven't already heard from people and still haven't you know swayed me over to your your reasoning just fucking lay off the prequels already it's been 10 years since the last one uh, and fucking 16 years since the, the phantom menace it's over we get it people don't like them all right leave it alone you know what I mean? Like, find something else to bitch about. There's plenty things to bitch about besides movies that came out, you know, 15 uh, plus years ago. And it's it's just stupid, man. And like I said, this is <clears throat> this is not going to be good. The, the, the reaction to this show is, is not going to be great. Normally, this is where Will would get me to change the subject or something. And I, But, you know, I'm just going to rant a little bit, I guess, here today. Fuck, Walter... Oh, man, hold up. My my cat's trying to lay on the fucking mixing board. See, and this is the other thing. Normally I have help uh, wrangling the menagerie of animals we have in our house. My lady and I clearly like animals. It's it's a, We could charge a, a, a mitting fee uh, to come pet Walter and Dharma and Luna and Mushu and Jet Li. That's right. We got five fucking animals in our house just uh, chilling. We got a menagerie, a zoo. Um, so what, I, oh shit, I got distracted by my cat, Walter. Fuck. Hold on. So what else did I want to talk to you guys about this week? Oh, I know the spoiler. So they did like a, uh, a Twitter Q and a over the weekend with, uh, some of the stars of the force awakens and JJ Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy. And, uh, you know, it was really cool. They let people tweet in and then they would answer questions and stuff all on the main star wars um twitter page and one of these questions and don't worry if you guys are trying to stay spoiler free i'm I'm not going to give the answer but one of these questions was someone asked harrison ford what his favorite moment was from the the new movie and his answer was fairly spoilerish now you got to think <clears throat> this is being put out on the, the main star Wars Twitter. I'm sure Harrison Ford is not sitting in front of a computer typing out his answers and sending them out unapproved. So 
you got to think that maybe I don't know. I don't know how that works, how that slips by other than maybe it's something that they're not that worried about people finding out. It just it's strange to me with how on lockdown uh this movie has been. Um since uh you know, since it's it's it started production. JJ Abrams is a secretive guy. Like he likes to keep his secrets hidden until we all get to see it and then you know it's it's all the oh oh shit moment. Now look, I know there's spoilers out there. That's that's just par for the course. There's going to be spoilers out there for a, a movie, especially a movie that people have been waiting for so long and a franchise that is loved and revered like Star Wars is. But, um, you know, it, it, this is the second case of, as far as I can tell, of something sort of getting out there that maybe wasn't meant to get out there. Um, the first one would be there was a TV spot a little while back that showed... Um, Finn and and Maz Kanata in a scene together, and that uh, I'm, you know, um, people filmed it with their cell phones because it was on TV and stuff, and put it up on YouTube. And so far, that's the only uh, one of these TV spots that people have done that for that Disney and Lucasfilm have then asked them to remove. So I don't know how how does that happen, man? Like I guess at this point. But this close to the movie, you have such a large marketing team that are putting together TV spots and and stuff like that that just somehow that little piece of footage of Miles Kanata gets in there and just slips through the cracks. And, you know, next thing you know, you got to try to pull it. Um, and I say that because, you know, they're they're trying to keep that character and Snoke sort of hidden. Now, Maz, not as much as Snoke. We've seen Maz Kanata in the poster, and now we've seen her in that clip. So, you know, obviously they're not that worried about getting her character design out and letting people see what she's all about. But, like, actual footage from the movie we hadn't seen yet until we got this brief little half-a-second glimpse or whatever it was. Um, But, yeah, how how does that happen in a a movie that's been marketed so secretively and that they've been playing everything so close to the chest? I don't I don't know. And, and and does the poor person that put that clip together and, and approved it, do they get fired? Or does J.J. Abrams come in and fucking um, curb stomp them? I doubt that. That'd be fucking weird, right? Seeing J.J. Abrams curb stomp somebody? He doesn't really seem like that kind of guy. Maybe he is. Maybe J.J. Abrams just has this dark passenger inside him that comes out when people try to spoil or, or you know... Uh, break open the secrecy on whatever project he's working on. Um, but yeah, just, it's interesting, man. Uh, I'll be interested to see, honestly, my personal belief is that this movie is being kept this secret, not necessarily even because of JJ Abrams involvement, but because it's the first one. Like they want that first initial reintroduction to the star Wars universe 30 years after, the last one chronologically after return of the Jedi to be a surprise. Like I want, I think they want it to have that impact as close to the impact of going to see the 1977, you know, the original, a new hope for the first time where you, you know, people were going to see this new star Wars movie and they didn't know anything about it. And then the surprise of how awesome it was and the surprise of how, you know, uh, the special effects were like nothing people had seen before. Um, you know, 
really sort of swept over them and it caused the cultural phenomenon that is star Wars. It, you know, that, that very moment and that very idea that people had never seen anything like star Wars before, um, you know, they had seen sci-fi, they had seen serialized sci-fi and star Wars is, you know, it's George Lucas's version of Buck Rogers basically. So, you know, even though people had seen that before, they had never seen it presented in the way that star Wars was. And I think that's what Disney and Lucasfilm are going for. And what they hope for is that, you know, by keeping elements of the movie secret and, and not being as forthcoming as some people think they should, I think they're hoping to preserve that, oh, shit moment. Like, when we're in the theater, something's going to happen in the movie where we're like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. Or, oh, shit, this is, you know, it's Star Wars. It's back. It feels great. It feels, the tone of the movie feels great. And, you know, I just, I don't know that for sure. Um But it'll be interesting to see going forward, say, with episodes eight and nine, um, if that level of secrecy continues. Or that if now that we've been introduced to the players of the universe and, uh, you know, um, you know, the the political climate and the tone of this new trilogy, if maybe they'll be a little more forthcoming, like, look, I don't think any movie company wants to give away the whole the plot for the movie so i'm not saying they'll do that but you know maybe things won't be as secretive maybe we'll have at least a plot summary a little bit before you know um um shit before you know episode eight comes out like (laughs) i i can't think of any has there been a specific Star Wars Episode Seven plot summary that came out. I can't believe, or I can't think of one. Have they released even like the slightest one? I know there was one that was released uh, for the Disney Infinity playset, and but it was it was just a couple of lines, and it was like, um, join the next generation of Star Wars heroes as they search for a much needed ally. I mean, which has got to be Luke Skywalker, right? What do you guys think about that? That's got to be who that is, right? I mean, are there? Is that that's got to be who they're searching for? Uh, bar none. I mean, I think that's what we're talking about here. But in the past, you know, this is something I, I kind of thought about uh, the other day. Um, and you know, I know we're not dealing with the Star Wars universe that's run by George Lucas anymore, so things are going to be different in general. But in the past, we got the opening crawl in text form on like StarWars.com for the three prequel movies, what seemed like maybe a month or two out. And here we are like six days, five days from the new Star Wars movie. Holy shit. And still, you know, no inkling of the content of the opening crawl. Um, And I don't know if that's because... And I, I don't necessarily see this being the case, um, but I wonder if there's something in the opening crawl that they don't want getting out. That doesn't make sense to me because that's not necessarily the purpose of the opening crawl in Star Wars movies. Uh, going, you know, so far at least, like the opening crawl seems to just sort of set the stage for what you're about to see. If you, if you guys see what I'm saying, and then. You know, kicks it into high gear and, and starts the journey. All right, all right. So, 
I got one more thing I guess I want to talk about. Man, this is so awkward. I hope look guys, if if you turned this off or you don't feel like listening to the rest of this, I totally understand. I just wanted to get an episode up so there would be something. And uh, I feel sillier and sillier just sitting here talking to myself. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to do one more thing, and then we'll call it a week. And then next week, motherfucking The Force Awakens, all right? Oh, also, no trivia this week, obviously. Uh, what's going to happen? Steve's going to come over and just read questions at me. And I'm going to be like, um, the Death Star. Job of the Hut's dick. <clears throat> um. But yeah, let me um, let me pull up a little story here. Um, are you guys familiar with the band Breaking Benjamin? Now, before I get into this, look, uh, I realize that some of you are listening. Maybe Breaking Benjamin is a band you enjoy. I just want to make it very clear um, that I am not hating on your musical tastes. Um, and, and I'm not trying to insult you. Uh, personally, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of the Breaking Benjamins. Um. It's kind of butt rock to me, if 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 you guys know what I mean. It's just, it's not my thing. But instead of making this, <clears throat> you know, a diatribe over the, the musical merits of Breaking Benjamin, I thought I would just uh, make this a diatribe against their douchey lead singer. Now, once again, I realize how biased I, I can be about Star Wars and that, you know, when people talk shit about Star Wars, it sort of rubs me the wrong way. But I hope once uh, you hear this story, you'll realize that maybe I'm a little justified in this. Now, the week that Battlefront was released, the lead singer of Breaking Benjamin, uh, a guy named Benjamin Burnley, I believe is his name, uh, put out a, a picture on his Instagram of a broken Battlefront disc for the Xbox One, saying that um, you know EA had asked him to... Uh, promote that game on his social media for you know probably a little bit of cash that's how that works today and and to me the concept of that alone is just fucking stupid is anybody following uh, the lead singer of breaking benjamin on instagram really gonna run out and get a, a copy of the game based on what he says like if you weren't gonna get battlefront yet you see the lead singer of breaking benjamin is like this game's the shit you're so cold you're going to be like, oh, I have to go get that fucking game. That dude said that game was cool. If you are, if that's your basis on going and, and purchasing a game or anything, really, man, just think for your fucking self. Don't let the lead singer of Breaking Benjamin tell you how you should spend your money on video games or or anything for that matter. Um, But not just that. So... Apparently, uh, he thought the game sucked, so he broke the disc and posted it on Instagram. All right? And I didn't bring it up at the time because I was just like, ha, what a douche. This dude's a douche. Well, then um, he did an interview, and I'm not sure who the interview was with. It was at backstage at one of their shows, and the guy that um, – oh, actually, hold on. It's from the radio station – WCYY 94.3. So it's a radio station guy. They're probably like, you know, mainstream alt-rock radio. They play play some Breaking Benjamin, little fucking Nickelback, throw in some fucking Trapped and some Papa Roach. But um, they did an interview with him, and they asked him about this, um, this uh, incident. 
And the first thing the dude does is show off his Xbox One console, which is backstage, and he shows where there's damage on it because he's been punching his Xbox. He admits to punching his Xbox when he gets mad. How fucking childish is that? That you would take out your anger on a game, and let's be honest, probably take out your anger at the fact that you're terrible at a game by punching your Xbox. How delusional and separated from reality do you have to be to punch a $400 piece of equipment? You know what I'm saying? Grow the fuck up. Um, and, and he has this to say, like he talks about how, why, um, um, he, he doesn't like star Wars battlefront. And he says, it's because enemies can spawn in front of you. They can spawn in behind you. He doesn't like that. Darth Vader, you can be Darth Vader and and that other people can be heroes and villains. He's just, uh, I don't know if this guy has never played, an online shooter before, but yeah, I mean, people spawn all around you. It's a giant battlefield. What do you want? Just a a fucking linear corridor with you and your teammates at one end and, and the other guys at another, and you just shoot down a hallway the whole time. Nobody fucking wants that. Um, and then he goes on to say like, um, all online games suck in their own kind of way. Because you're relying on the internet, which isn't where it needs to be. Online games are a little too ambitious for what the internet can handle. But some of them definitely suck way more than the others. Um, No, I'm pretty sure that we've gotten online gaming to a point where um, it's pretty respectable. Um, there's, There's fucking Halo and and call of duty championships and and it's because the games are reliable i, I don't know I, I i you're you're talking about a dude that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about um he probably sucks at playing online shooters and online games and because of that he just thinks they suck and not him you know what i'm saying and that's it's not the case man the games don't suck you suck you suck, Benjamin, Benjamin Burnley, or whatever the fuck your name is. Um, and, and, and let's get back to the, the punching his console thing. Um, you know, there's a part of me that just wants to say, uh, uh, he, he's just a rich rock star, so he doesn't give a fuck. He can just punch his console. If I punch my console, then I don't have an Xbox for a little while. I got to save up and get another fucking Xbox. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not something I can just go drop whatever it is now on a new Xbox. I I take care of my shit, man. I'm respectful of my shit. I'm appreciative of my shit. Um, But is the lead singer of Breaking Benjamin really a rich rock star? I mean, sure, I'm sure he's better off than I am. I'm sure he makes more money than me. But but I I wasn't even aware that Breaking Benjamin was still a thing until this story. Uh, came out like I thought they just sort of had their couple of albums that were big and then uh, faded away because you know they weren't getting the hits that they used to I don't know I was just I'm out of the loop and and secondly uh, I mean I'm sure you guys listening have experienced that that kind of person that just sucks to play video games with right you've played with that there's that kid in your neighborhood that used to come over and play at uh uh, nintendo with you and would throw the controller across the room when he died in contra or you know just throw a hissy fit 
Will and I had a roommate for a, a couple of years, for a split second, not even a couple of years really, that was one of those dudes. He was the most butthurt, bitchy video game player I've ever encountered. He was just a whiny fucking bitch. He was a bad person and a terrible person to play with video games. And to be honest, I have like video game PTSD from that dude where if I'm in a party and people start being dicks and and stuff like it makes me want to not play anymore. Like just because this dude was such a dick that he would throw tantrums. If you didn't do what he thought you should do in a video game, if he didn't, um, you know, if he wasn't at the top of the kill count, it would piss him off so bad when Will would get more kills than him in Halo. And, and he would just be such a dick about it. Just a, a dumbass, a bad person. And and literally when he moved out, when I finally got him to uh, unleash his leech-like suck on the house I live in and and um, and move out, it was like getting the cancer-free diagnosis from a doctor. It's like finding out you have cancer, going through the treatment, and then finding out you don't have it anymore. It was literally one of the best days of my life when that dude moved out. And I think that's part of the reason this story about the dude from Breaking Benjamin rubs me the the, the wrong way so much is because he was, this dude was such a dick. And I think he and Benjamin Burnley from Breaking Benjamin would just be fast friends. They could just sit and and bitch and whine and cry about uh, why video games suck and and why they're they're bad about something or bad I don't know this is something that gets me crazy riled up is is talking about this former roommate and apparently this dude from Breaking Benjamin and like I said if you like Breaking Benjamin I'm not insulting your taste in music but you gotta at least realize that the dude's being stupid at least at the very least stupid definitely a dick like. There's plenty of video games I don't like. I, I, I'm not a great, uh, huge fan of Call of Duty. You don't see me going by in Call of Duty, breaking the disc and posting it, or not that anyone would interview me, but in an interview going out of the way to be like, no, Call of Duty sucks, man. Like, it's just stupid. They put one out every year. It's not any different. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just uh, let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. You know what I mean? Whether it be the prequels, whether it be Battlefront, whether it be fucking Twilight. I think Twilight's dumb. I'm not going to go out of my way to tell a Twilight fan what they like is stupid. I might think it to myself. Yeah, I might think that sparkly vampires and werewolves and shit are stupid and that Kristen Stewart's a terrible actress and that Robert Pattinson looks like the underside of a ball sack. Yeah, I might think that, but I'm not going to fucking go out of my way to tell a person like that. It's like... um. It's internet comment culture. You, If you guys know what I mean. Like anytime there's an article on anything, go down to the comment section and tell me that doesn't infuriate you a little bit. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I've got thin skin and I read comment sections and I'm like, wow, it's nothing but douches. But it seems like the kind of people that go out of their way to type out these fucking manifestos as uh, as comments on an article about Star Wars or fallout or anything you name the subject go look at a a site that has comments on their articles and tell me that it's not fucking swimming with douches it's just people want to be dicks it's the anonymity of the internet they think they can say whatever the fuck they want and for all intents and purposes they can 
you know, they can take it too far and maybe get in a little legal trouble. But for the most part, you can just be as big of a dick as you want to on the internet, man. And it's fucking lame. Don't waste your time being a dick to other people because they like something you don't like or they don't like something you like. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be a dick to somebody that tells me they don't like the prequels. I'm going to be like, all right, that's fine. But I like the prequels. I'm not going to be a dick to somebody that tells me they don't like Battlefront. I'm going to keep playing Battlefront. I'm not going to pester someone. I, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's for all the interesting and, and good moments that the internet and social media brings us. I feel like there's almost doubly the bad moments where people are dicks and, and you get death threats and, and uh, you know, everybody's opinion matters. Yes. Everybody should have free speech. Yes, but use that free speech in a way that you're not a dick. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I'm ranting now. I'm ranting here in my house by myself. I'm sweating. I've got a little sweat on my forehead. And um, and I'm pretty sure this was a waste of an hour for you guys. I apologize. Wanted to get an episode up. Uh, I'm probably going to wrap it up now. Um. Uh, before we do that, or before I do that, say I'm so I'm so used to saying we. Before I do that, I am going to uh, pimp Stone Cobra for a little bit for you guys. Um, you know, obviously Will wasn't here, so we didn't do a normal commercial. If you guys like our theme song, if you guys like rock, if you guys like um, metal, if you just check them out, go to stonedcobra.com. That's S T O N E D cobra.com and check them out and if you like the album buy it it's five bucks they did us a real solid they let us use one of their songs as our theme song so that's why i like to to pimp out their band um i also want to thank uh, our buddy evan for writing in really appreciate it buddy really looking forward to see what you think of the new movie now that we're so close um and i wanted to remind everybody to go in and uh rate and review us on itunes but uh, i think i'm gonna call it a quick uh, uh, call it a day uh, uh, call it a night call it rickandmorty.com.net.com yeah i i think um i think that's it uh once again if this, <laughs> this episode really wasn't your bag i'm sorry uh will will be net back next week and um and thanks for listening if you made it all the way through you should get like a an Xbox achievement in real life, like a little window that popped up, popped up and it was like 50 points. Why are you still listening? That would be the name of the uh, achievement. Well, anyway, for blue hard, uh, hard cast, man, I'm, I'm out of it. Like I am feeling real fucking silly right now, but for blue harvest, a star Wars podcast, I'm Halls Burkhart. May the force be with you. May the force be with us. Star Wars Episode 7 next week. Bitch!